Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Taylor. Before we get started, I wanted to let you know that now that Forte Catholic is a nonprofit organization, you can support the work that we are doing here on YouTube, the podcast, and essentially trying to make Catholic media as great as we possibly can. Uh, if you want to support that work, we would totally appreciate it. You can do that at ForteCatholic.com slash donate. Real easy to set up. We are a nonprofit, so every uh, gift is tax deductible. You can do that at ForteCatholic.com slash donate. That's ForteCatholic.com slash donate without a strange pause in it. Uh, we could really use your help. As for many people, it's been a tough financial season for us as a ministry and as a family, and we could totally use your help if you are able. Again, that's ForteCatholic.com slash donate. Thanks a ton. Enjoy today's show. is up and welcome into Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll uh, and my co-host today is Jesus. <laughs> oh, <Yay>. Jesus. <laughs> it's, a, it's a joke, but also somewhat true. He's a priest in Persona Christi and also yep. looks like actual Christ today. His hair is very fancy and looks just like most people picture Jesus, white with long hair. Hey, Father Anthony, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you, Taylor? <laughs> I'm doing great. Uh, Jesus was from the Middle East. Anyway, I just came back from the dentist, Father Anthony. Yeah, what did they do to your face? Uh, they supposedly made it better, but by your reaction, I don't think they did. Here's my thing about the dentist. Uh, okay. No one trained us for what we were supposed to do at the dentist. Uh, I, I like, okay, what are you supposed to do with your hands? What are you supposed to do with your mouth? Is it like, uh, like a dentist has told me like, oh, open your mouth wider, but they're never going to tell you to like close it more. I mean, I guess unless they're doing x-rays, but like during the actual dentistry, right. never, like, am I holding my mouth open too wide? And are they like, dude, relax your chin. Uh, but here's the biggest thing. Uh, you go to the dentist and you are a priest. I'm interested in what you do. What do you do with your eyes when you're at the dentist? <laughs> I tried to look at like a spot on the ceiling. Okay, here's here's been my my trajectory of what I've done with my eyes. When okay. I was a child, uh, I, no one taught me what I was supposed to do with my eyes. So I stared at the dentist the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome. And I don't know how many people do that. I would I would imagine I'm in the minority, mm -hmm. but also some other people definitely do this. Yeah. Or have done it in the past. Yeah, insane people do that. Right. Like sociopaths do that. <laughs> sure. And then Or children, which are the same thing. <laughs> and then aren't they really though? Boy. My my three year old has no idea what it means that I work at home now. Like yeah. she bothers me all day and gets real sad when I play with her for five minutes and then say, Daddy's at work and working. Yes. And she doesn't leave. She just sits right here and cries, which is much worse than the situation I had before. Anyway, mm -hmm. back to the dentist. Yes. As I continued to grow older, I became when I became like a teenager and, and in my younger 20s, I did what you did. And I started just picking a place to stare at, like yeah. the wall or like like you can't really stare at the light unless you're crazy. I did that once, actually, uh, <laughs> continuing the sociopath trend. Realized that wasn't good because then I had to go to the optometrist the next day. Uh, awesome. Uh, and I didn't know what to do with my teeth at the optometrist. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'm staring at this thing. And then I finally realized a few years ago, Taylor, just close your eyes, you dummy. <laughs> it's the oh, best thing ever. That. Yeah. I've leveled up completely. 
But I made one one mistake today, Father Anthony. What was it? Today I was so fascinated. I just got LED lights in here. I've got LEDs all surrounded me. It's still not perfect lighting, but it's much better than it used to be. Okay. And I was really fascinated. So essentially there's this light and it's a it's a rectangle, just like the usual big rectangle lights that they usually have. Except inside that rectangle were four squares and they're all LED lights. So they were very mm. small. And there was just metal the whole rest of the way. And right when she started... Like she was about to start cleaning my teeth. So I opened my mouth and I looked up and I saw her poke my teeth in the reflection of the metal and I'll never recover. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yeah, no, that's the worst. (laughs) So then I closed my eyes like the champion that I am. And all I could picture was that mental image. Yeah, sorry about that. But here's the thing. The reason I think why they don't tell you to open your mouth like or close your mouth more like. When, when, when like doctors who are working on you start working on you, you're no longer a person. You're just teeth. Like, it's just like a car working on a, a mechanic working on a car. Like you're, I mean, I think that's what they zone into because they have a job to do. So if your mouth is open wide enough, they do not care if you're comfortable or not. They just have a job to do. I love, I love when you come up with analogies on the mm-hmm. fly because yes. you definitely didn't think them through. So what essentially using the same logic you just said yeah. at the end of the dentistry, yeah. I am no longer just teeth. I'm a person again. So when a yes. mechanic looks at a car and he's done working on it, it's a person. <laughs> yeah, see, Taylor, the problem is you don't actually under- understand what an analogy actually is. I'm comparing one aspect of these things. No analogies are perfect. But because you're a jerk, you always find the flaw in the analogy. Uh, and, and this, ladies and gentlemen, is why we do Forte Catholic. Usually, mm. I'm the one in the bad mood, and Anthony's in a good mood. I'm today in a terrible it's mood today. I'm in such a good mood I'm today. I'm so cranky today. Uh, I feel so accomplished. And you've laughed at me at me for this before. Yes. But I can feel like, like I, I, when it comes to work stuff, I'm so used to being good at it that it doesn't make me feel accomplished anymore. Like, Interesting. Yeah. I edit a podcast. Woo- woohoo! I did it. Like you know, I took a podcast from unlistenable to listenable. Yay! I did it again. You know, not exciting. But then I do new things, like beat new video games, and uh-huh. my sense of accomplishment is just through the roof right now, Father Anthony. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. In the last like week and a half, I've beaten multiple games. I've completed television shows on Netflix that I've been working. I've finished watching Friends. I beat this game called Ghost of Tsushima on my PlayStation. I beat Halo 3 for the first time on my Xbox. I beat Battletoads on my Xbox. And this is all like while I've still accomplished things at work. I, I, I'm in such a good mood because I've accomplished so much. You made fun of me a few uh, like a year ago because you were like, oh, Taylor, you're big and you can't lift as much as me anymore. I'm here to tell you today I've been killing the gym and I lifted as much as you did. Like, I feel so accomplished today and I'm in such a great mood. Good. And meanwhile, you went and hung out with everyone from Twitter and you're in a bad mood. So explain that. Oh, no. So I had a wedding uh, this past weekend. I was uh, a acting as a subdeacon in the extraordinary form. So that's it's like where the you old... belong, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's uh, the old mass. Um, and so I did that. And there was like everybody I knew from Twitter there. So I met a lot of people. And it's very interesting to meet somebody and like almost know who they are. And then they have to tell you their like silly name. Uh, their silly Twitter handle, and it always feels awkward saying your Twitter handle out loud, unless you're like, you know, it really does it for me, right? Because you're just Taylor, Taylor Stroll, Stroll. <laughs> right? Right? right. <laughs> but for all these like anonymous accounts who have silly names, um, they have to tell me their silly name, and I find it very funny. And that was all great and fine and fun. And then uh, I get back to the parish, and uh, all the parish problems that I had left, they were here waiting for me. 
And so now I'm cranky again because I had a lot of fun and I have to go back to work and do things. And it makes me sad. Oh, you see, priests are regular people, too. They enjoy their weekends and don't like work. <laughs> yeah. Don't get me wrong. Like stuff like mass and confessions, that's all fun. But like planning and meetings and blah, 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 blah is just the worst. You, you, uh, apparently you gave the homily this weekend. I did. And I heard it was very good. Cool. Uh, I, I haven't listened to it yet, so I can't tell you that it was very good, but I've just heard that it was very good. It was fine. <laughs> and, uh, you told me something a few weeks ago, and I, it's one of those things that I forgot that I said, okay. but you really enjoyed it. And you did one of these, one of these Tridentine masses or whatever. What are they called? Latin mass, right? Yeah. Extraordinary form, Latin mass, traditional Latin mass, you know, whatever. Sure. So you did that. So yeah. you were facing to the east. Right? I was. And uh, my, do you remember? You remember my take on on facing east, correct? Yes, it was that when Jesus comes back, uh, we're all gonna notice. You don't have to face <laughs> one direction. You're gonna find out where he is real quick. You happen to be at work and you're facing west, and you completely miss the. Second you just miss coming. him. You miss the end of time. Oh, so awkward. <laughs> well, that's my that's my uh, that's my fun little take for the day. But uh, yes. uh, that's why I love being Catholic. Everybody can go to their own their own mass as long as it's valid and not one of those weird ones. And it's perfectly fine. You can go in yeah. Latin, you can go in English, you can go in Spanish. As long as it's mass, you can still get Jesus, unless it's during COVID and then you can't. Okay, that's yeah. the take for the day. Good. Today's Good. show is only going to get spicier, ladies and gentlemen. And Father Anthony can't stand spicy foods. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. I've got I've got this whole thing of tums with me right here, so we're we're fine. <laughs> okay, so I'm I'm in a good mood. And I've uh, mainly because I've been watching. I'm I'm glad sports are back, and I've been watching a lot of the NBA. Yeah, and uh, I've also been listening to a lot of podcasts. I've been catching up on a ton of podcasts. Okay, these two things go go together. I was listening to uh, Jennifer Fulweller, who's uh, a, a, a an acquaintance of mine. I'm a friend of hers. Or wait, she's a friend of mine, but I'm not a friend of hers. That's right, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think I think you're a fan. I think that's what a fan is. Well, but like we've like. It's, we haven't hung out enough to call me a friend. I've been on her show five, five times, and I feel you like are... at seven I can be a f- friend. Okay, you're an acquaintance. I was trying to think of how many times you've been on this show. Uh, <laughs> you're almost a friend. Oh, interesting. Okay, cool. Almost <laughs> a friend, if we're going by that logic. Uh, but mechanics still think you're a car. Mm-hmm. So, uh, because you're still being worked on for sure. Yes. All right, back to Jennifer Fulwash. So I was listening to her show, and the the title of it was called "It's Okay to Want an Audience," and she's talking to a. I mean, it's a it's a, a her most of her audience is people of faith, right? Okay. Um, not all, but most. And so I I've been thinking about this, and so often, like within faith circles, it has been said that that striving for having an audience, striving for sharing your message, striving for uh, getting more followers, striving for all of that thing, all of that is bad and it's all vanity and you're prideful if you want it. And I don't like that take at all. I mean, that take would be very problematic for uh, both of us uh, who have <laughs> audiences and shows and such. Yes. Well, okay, okay, okay. And, and, and like... I think 
Yeah, but I, I think the striving for it is one thing because a lot of people even there's a distinction in there where it's like, oh, you just you just you know you just naturally had an audience because you're a priest sure. and you're on Twitter. Like yeah, y- yeah, like yours was like mostly trying and mostly not trying. Like almost everything that I've done, I had to work for. I had to try for it to, to mm-hmm. like build because I'm a I was a nobody and I still am a nobody. Uh, but just trying to to build an audience because you feel like you have something to say. And that has so often on, on Catholic social media, uh, within like Catholic speaker circles, Catholic musician circles, like anybody that's trying to use their gifts has, has been shot down and it's always by the people doing it. Catholic speakers saying you don't need to be a Catholic speaker. Catholic musicians saying you don't need to be a Catholic musician. People with a ton of followers saying you don't need to get a lot of followers. And it's very defensive. It's like, you don't need to do this. But it's like, but you're doing it. Like, you can't say this is a bad thing and do that thing. That just is not a thing that you can do. And it's always bothered me. Yeah, I have a lot of thoughts about this because, like, um, I do get – so it, I think there's a lot of nuance here. For sure. Um, if God is you know calling you to do something and to have a message and to say something, then it's okay to search for an audience to, to do that. That makes sense. But – few questions like i do think there can be a kind of catholic speaker culture like a lot of young people um they encountered christ not through their parish but through their youth group and through steubenville conferences and that's a whole problem with parishes whatever and then so they see like to be holy i need to be like the person on the stage and that's bad right you don't want that also it's good to have um smaller speakers as well like if a parish is trying to fat uh no no i'm not calling you fat not yet that may happen later we'll see what happens but like uh like if i want to bring in a big name speaker and i'm a poor parish i can't do that but if there are like smaller speakers like in my general area that's a good thing for me to have someone who's talented who can bring a message that's not my own voice um to get something different for my people it's good to have those people as well and also you also have to be careful how are you getting your audience like it's okay to use modern techniques marketing and all this stuff but you can very easily just you know trip over yourself and start making all of your marketing about you instead of Jesus. I'm not saying it's easy. It's a it's a very tight rope to walk. Uh, but at the same time, yes, it's okay to build an audience, even on clerically speaking. Even though we have an audience, like I let Nicholas do marketing things because Nicholas. we've seen the fruits of our ministry, and we would like more people to know about it. And that that's fine. But it is tricky, um, right? Yeah, and like with any good thing, like doing too much of it can be a bad thing, right? Sure. Like, I mean, like even something that is great, prayer. I'm a married person with three kids. If I just only prayed all day, that would be bad. Like, you know, that would like, be my- bad. You would be a bad father and husband. <laughs> <Right>. Yes, <laughs> uh, but like obviously, no prayer is also bad too. So like finding a balance in there is, is what's healthy. And I mean, I, I totally agree with you. Where it's like there are things that you can go too far. And I think anybody that has like with anything, anybody trying to do good is going yeah. to slip up. Oh, have, I, have I done things like that in the past? Absolutely. But that doesn't mean that seeking and desiring an audience is bad. It means that you did something poorly at a time, right? Sure. Uh, yeah. But so many people try to just throw the baby out the bathwater. You messed up once or you messed up twice or you even had a season. Like you said, a lot of young people, a lot of people coming out of college or in college uh, are trying to do this and are not doing it well because they, they just, they're just young and they haven't been formed. And a lot of people hate that. And I look at it, I'm just like, you're just young. Like, yeah, it's just normal. It's a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We all went through it. Uh, So here's where, here's what like really struck me though, is, uh, is the parable of the talents. And I want you to regale us with your telling of the parable of the talents. 
Okay, so Father Anthony's Sparknotes version of the talents. It's a parable. There's a master. He has three servants. He gives them each different amounts of money. A talent is actually a very large amount of money. So he gives one, uh, one. He gives one like five. He gives another ten. He says, hey, I'm going on a journey. See ya. So uh, the one with ten and the one with five, they increase the amount of talents by investing, by doing things, by entering into the marketplace. And the guy with one talent, he is scared of his master, and he buries the talent in the ground. When the master comes back, he's like, oh, guy with ten talents, you gave me twenty. You are so great. I'm going to give you a bunch of cities. And the one with five, oh, man, you also did a good job. Here are not as many cities, but still more cities for you. And the one with one... He like, you are a terrible servant. Why are you so stupid? Why did you bury my talent in the ground? You go to hell. That's where you go. Right. And that's the short version of the parable of the talents. Very good. Very, very well done. And there's there were certain things that like, as I was thinking about this premise, like I was like, this feels right to me, but like, is it actually right? Yeah. And, like, am I actually right? So I went to the scriptures and I compared my thoughts to, this story and there are some things in here that i was just like okay this is this is perfect because like even the verbiage here i'm going to say what god's response is and then i'm going to read how their servants responded so okay. god's response uh, it's a very famous one uh, well done my good and faithful servant since you were faithful in small matters i will give you great responsibilities come share in my master's joy like even people who don't know the scriptures very well have probably heard that because like it's just it's it's a, it's a famous saying and we all want to be told when we get to heaven well done my good and faithful servant come share in your master's joy but here's what god is responding to and i found this absolutely wild because so many people would hear this and think it's a bad answer yeah the, the one who received five talents came forward, bringing in the additional five. He said, Master, you gave me five talents. See, I have made five more. Mm. So many people now in our, in our current uh, church, like, uh, what's the environment? Yeah. Would hear that and say, like, how dare you say you have made five more? God did that with you. It was God working through you. It was all this stuff. And it's like, no, 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 no. How did God respond to that? God said, well done, my good and faithful servant. Come share in your master's joy, right? <laughs> and, and again, there's nuance here, right? Because we have to remember, it's not all the person building the audience. It's not all the person doing the thing. It's not just, I made you five more. It's, he starts with, master, you gave me five talents. Mm -hmm. Look what I have done with them. And here, have them back. Yeah. It's, it's, all of those things are important, right? It's Absolutely. not the assumption that it's yours once you get those five. It's like, hey, I got these five. Can I have them now? No, they're still the masters. Uh, but also, God gave them to you. That's first and foremost. He gave you, and it, here's where we get tricky. He gave them talents as like the money, but he also right. gave him the the talents to go make money with those talents, right? Sure, yeah. Uh, so obviously, it's a, it's a gift from God. Uh, so it's not perfect, but at the same time, it's like, look, guys, like it's okay to use your God-given talents to go do whatever job that you are doing. It is perfectly okay to use what you have been given and go share that message to try to better the world. If you're in ministry, that is the ministry that God has given you, whether it's speaking or podcasting or singing or whatever it is, you know, designing things, selling things, whatever that is. And like, it's so ridiculous when we look at it because we would never look at a Catholic business person and say, oh, how dare you try to become the best optometrist in the world? That's offensive. <laughs> you're, you're being prideful. Yeah. It's like, no, that, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Go yeah. do it. Try to get more clients. Try to add another optometry place down the road. You know, like, like 
it's it's so ridiculous to me how down we as the Christian community are, especially whenever like we see God's response to this. Right. Yeah. And I think it's important to, you know, make sure that you have a good community around you. Like Taylor, you have plenty of friends that would tell you if you have gone off the rails and you're making your ministry more about you than about the actual ministry. Oh, and the like, people you definitely get on to all... me often. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. So like, yeah, yeah. All those caveats. Absolutely. But even like you said, even outside of ministry, a good friend of mine uh, who has done ministry for a long time is now going off to study to be a real estate agent. And I'm like, good, because we need like good, smart, holy Catholics out there in the world. And also, it's good that you can get a job and help support your family. Like, that's good, too. Like, go after that. That's fine. Um, I think a lot of times some of this critique is coming from a good place. But I think some of it is, you know, if I can't be as as popular as these speakers, at least I can, like, throw out the easy critique online. I think that's something. Oh, and sometimes yeah. even people who are critiquing are doing this so that they can kind of get a good reputation. So you got to be careful. Like, everything gets messed up if you're not constantly looking at your own heart with God, like constantly judging your own motivations with God and the Holy Spirit. As long as you're doing that and doing that well, then you can go out and do what God is asking you to do. Yeah, absolutely. And like that was that was Jen Fulwell's biggest point is that the biggest reason people don't do this is because of the perception of others, because I'm going to be seen as prideful, not I'm scared that I'm going to be prideful. I'm, I'm scared that I'm going to make it about me. What oh, I, what, yeah. What I, That's a kind of pride, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of my one of my favorite things, uh, one of my favorite lines from Lecrae, I've shared this on the show before, uh, is uh, it's Lecrae. He's a rapper. He's using his gifts to to glorify God, build up the kingdom. He's doing great stuff. And, uh, and he says, uh, uh, here, here, God, you create my rhymes because I. Um, uh, because if you don't, I'm scared that I'll succeed and only trust in you and not trust in me. Or, uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I flipped that up. Yeah, rewind that. <laughs> Take that. Rewind it back. <laughs> so no, uh, uh, here you create my rhymes because uh, if I because if you don't, I'm scared that I'll succeed and no longer trust in you and only trust in me. Right. Yeah. Where it's like nice. if, if God isn't along this journey with me, I'm scared that I'm going to succeed and only do it on my own. Yeah. But like for those who are, who are trying to do God's will, you're going to fail. You're going to mess up. But mm-hmm. you also have to be like, okay, I, I messed up. How can I rely more on you and better utilize the talents that you've given me both simultaneously? Um, and, and I just thought it was so funny that like I'm, I'm reading this and I'm like, this is crazy. And I get to the last line where he's yeah. talking to the servant where, the, where God's like, now then. <laughs> I love that God says, now then. <laughs> That's a sentence. Yeah. T- take the talent from him and give it to the one with 10. He takes it from the little one, gives it to the one who did really well. Uh, for for to everyone who has much more will be given and he will grow rich. But from the one who has not even what he has will be taken away. Like we need to be using our gifts and stop letting other other people or like like fears that we're going to mess up because you're going to mess up. Don't be afraid of it because you're going to um, right. uh, the, the, the the fear of pride, the illusion of pride, like all of those things. If you are truly of good heart and trying to do this, have people around you, like you said, that that, that can that can help and guide you in this. Uh, like the 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 cost way way out outweighs the way outweighs the cons. That's the why can't I talk today? Yeah, <laughs> the pros outweigh the cons is what you were trying to say. There you go. There you go. That's yeah. I, I've uh, very good. I've never heard that put that way before. <laughs> All right. So here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna take a break. Uh, when we come back, uh, I'm going to be playing a game with a good friend of mine called Kyle Hyman's pre-recorded. Y'all are going to love it. I had an absolute blast. And then a final segment, Father Anthony and I are going to pick up on this conversation right where we have left off. So do not go anywhere. 
We hit a couple milestones over on YouTube this week. We got our 300th subscriber and our 10,000th view. I want to thank you guys uh, that have been in on the journey with us there. And if you have not yet done so, we would totally appreciate you uh, following us over over on YouTube, subscribing at youtube.com slash Forte Catholic. Uh, the, the bigger that gets, the more helpful it is for us both uh, in, in our reach and financially. So uh, take a couple seconds right now as you're listening, go over to youtube.com slash Forte Catholic, give it a subscribe, and maybe check out one of the shows or some of our other uh, bonus talks and stuff we have there. Thanks. Catholic. I am Taylor Schroll. That is Father Anthony Sharapa. And boy, do I have a treat for me and you today. We get a break from Father Anthony Sharapa here in the middle of the show. We're going, <laughs> we're going to flip over uh, to a game that I went to go play with my friend Kyle Hyman. And I'm the host of his show, The Kyle Hyman Show. Uh, we had an absolute blast. It's all about loud things. Uh, let's see how I do. It's The Kyle Hyman Show on Redeemer Radio. I know the song. I just can't think of which one it is. So it's it's one of those old like yeah like I knew it was Hill song. Uh, uh, was it was oh 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 it's coming to me. It's time for Catholic Games, the show that helps you learn something about the faith while having some fun. And now here's your host, me. Welcome to Catholic Games. I'm Kyle Hyman, and today my guest is a fun podcaster, radio host, speaker, Taylor Schroll. How you doing? I'm doing well, man. How are you? It's nice to be back. Yeah, good to see you again. We, we get to do the video chat here. Everybody else just has to listen to us. They don't get to see our beautiful faces. <laughs> good for them. <laughs> <laughs> so, Taylor, your ministry, or one of them, is called Forte Catholic People can find it at ForteCatholic.com. Can you explain why the name? Forte is Italian for very loud. I'm also a musician, as you are. Uh -huh. uh, so Forte, every time you see it in music, it means play it really loud. And <laughs> I am quite loud. So there you go. The end. It's a music connection and a loud connection. <laughs> All right. I think it's a pretty clever name. And I thought we could use that as inspiration for today's game. So today's game is a game that I'm calling... <laughs> Turned down for what? <laughs> That's right. So all of that was these a questions. Long sound effect. <laughs> I know. I know. Usually, usually I cut it early. Uh, just letting letting the the moment last. <laughs> I savored it. Thank you. So, so all of these questions are going to be about things that are loud or reference something loud. Are you ready for this? I am. All right. Here we go. Let's go. On your website, you have the quote, make a loud noise and rejoice and sing praise. Where in the Bible can that be found? In the large book of Psalms, somewhere in there. <laughs> uh, that's a pretty generous ding. Yes, I, I thought maybe because it's the first thing on your website, maybe you would remember where it was. No, I'm Catholic. I'm okay. still Catholic. <laughs> Psalm 98, verse 4. 
according to your website. Again, I didn't look it up to verify. <laughs> All right. What do you call the perception of noise or ringing in the ears, which can be caused by age, exposure to loud noise, earwax blockage, or ear bone changes? Tinnitus. That is correct. The only reason I know that is because of the cartoon Archer. <laughs> uh, does he have tinnitus? He does, because every other episode, something explodes right next to him and he can't hear. <laughs> I wonder what the frequency of that, that ring is. That <laughs> I don't know. After the explosion. All right, what was the name of the... <laughs> when did you start playing music? What year did you start playing guitar? Oh, guitar went until like 2012. I was singing oh. in 2007. 2007. Okay, so this might be this might be too too much of a throwback for you, but we'll see. It's an oldie but goodie. What was the name of the 1993 Darlene Zetch? I have no idea how to pronounce her name, but uh, she has four consonants to start her name, just like you do. Do you ever wish you had yeah. five consonants to start your name? Like. I've never thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what was the name of this 1993 hit published by Hillsong Music Australia? It's been covered by Don Moen, Carmen, Natalie Grant, Skillet, Matt Redman, Jim Brickman, Randy Travis, Lincoln Brewster, John Tesh, and Sandy Patty. I know. These are all your favorites. Uh, I, I know four of those names, one of which is Darlene Check. And I know the song. I just can't think of which one it is. So it's it's one of those old, like, yeah, like yeah. I knew it was Hillsong. It's a classic. Uh, uh, it was is like it Hillsong the, before and, Hillsong was, was like the thing. Right. Uh, was it was, oh, 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 it's coming to me. <laughs> I can I give you a hint to say, if you need it. And, and I, I, was, I was wanting to say, and we cry holy, holy, no. holy. But, oh, uh, uh, shout to the Lord, all the earth, let us <laughs> yes. sing. Oh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shout to the Lord. I yeah, was I, four. <laughs> if you needed a, a hint, I could have given you the lyrics begin with, My Jesus, my Savior, Lord, there's none like you. All of my days, I want to praise the wonders of your mighty love. You ever, like, wish that your music career, you could just whisper the whole time? <laughs> just like she does. <laughs> a, a song about shouting. <laughs> right. <laughs> I never thought about that connection. That's hilarious. <laughs> All right. What is the name of the 2011 film starring Tom Hanks and Sandra Bullock who have a nine-year-old son with Asperger's Syndrome? Uh, it's 2011. Uh, it's been a long time since I've seen this, but I remember <laughs> it being a really good movie. His dad uh, dies in 9-11, and he goes on this scavenger hunt trying to find the key to this locked box that his dad had left. It's I an amazing no film. Idea. I'm going to say the blind side just for Sandra Bullock, <laughs> but I have no idea. <laughs> if, if Tom Hanks was in the blind side, he could have been the football player. That would have been awesome. He was in the stands. He was just one <laughs> yeah. of the 800 people in the stands. No, it's called Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close. I've never even heard of that. Like okay. I, 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 it, I know that worth e even out. knowing the game we're playing <laughs> about something loud, I was like, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I was like, Terminals are loud. Wasn't he in a movie about Terminals? <laughs> <laughs> Castaway. <laughs> All right. In John eleven thirty five, Jesus wept at the death of his friend Lazarus. But in an unexpected turn of events, Jesus cries out, quote, in a loud voice. What? Uh, Lazarus come out? Yes. 
Yes! That is exactly correct. <laughs> Verse 43 says, Lazarus, come out. So the dead man came out, tied hand and foot with burial bands, and his face was wrapped in a cloth. So Jesus said to them, untie him and let him go. <laughs> and, and they also, like, he told him to make him a meal, didn't they? Probably. Because he like- was like... He's very hungry. It's been three days. <laughs> Every Bible verse should end with, and then they ate. Yeah. <laughs> and then they had a meal. Jesus wept, and then he ate. <laughs> yes. All right. Originally written in 1961, it was recorded by the Top Notes, became a hit signal by the Isley Brothers and the Beatles, and then it made a charting comeback in 1986 when it was lip-synced in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And there's also a version done by The Who and Salt and Peppa and probably many others. Uh, shout? No. Dang it. But you got part of it. You got one third of the song. It starts with, well, shake it up, baby, now. Uh, take my hands up and shout. It's the same song. I don't know. <laughs> Twist and shout. Twist and shout. Yes. Wait, the Beatles sang that too? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Beatles had a huge hit with Twist and Shout. I guess I know the Isley Brothers version. Yeah. Or, or none of the versions, Or apparently. none of the versions. <laughs> <laughs> shout. Isley Brothers did have Shout as well. Throw your hands up and shout. But that's, oh, that's a different them? song. Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. So I was on the right track. Just uh, uh, I think it's Tears for right Fears station. also had the shout, shout, let it all out. Oh, I, dude, yeah. I haven't thought about that song oh, since Darlene Check was popular. I, I had a whole <laughs> list of, of shout songs, and I, I decided to go with Twist and Shout. Sorry for your loss. All right, this one, I'm, I'm not expecting you to get. I just find it interesting. Bethany Music has a song called Loud. Matt Redman has a song called Louder. And I can only assume that Stephen Malcolm and Natalie Grant had to one-up them with their 2019 release called What? Loudest. <laughs> no, no. It's called Even Louder. <laughs> so, so now we have Christian songs called Loud, Louder, and Even Louder. <laughs> it has you little... know they're just sitting in the studio just trying to make the others mad. Like, what, like... What's been good hits lately? Let's, uh, let's see if we can take it to the next level. The lyrics are... Even if the drum stops beating, my soul will keep on singing even louder, even louder. So my question for you, Taylor, if you decided to one-up Stephen and Natalie after Loud, Louder, and Even Louder, what would you call your hit single? Uh, I would call it Actually Shout to the Lord, and I would do the Darlene Check song, but in Screamo. (laughs) Oh, you're actually screaming the whole time. My Jesus! Uh, if you don't release this in the next like 72 hours, I'll feel like it's a really missed opportunity. All right. What do you call a random sound signal having equal intensity at different frequencies, which gives it a constant power spectral density? Uh, uh, hypertones? I have some hints. The first hint would be some people use it to help them go to sleep. Melatonin. (laughs) (laughs) It has the word tone in it. (laughs) It, uh, Second hint is because it drowns out other sounds. White noise? Yes. Wow. Say that definition again? That's weird. It's a random sound signal having equal intensity at different frequencies. So like the whole frequency spectrum is all the same level. 
Oh, wow. So your basses, your mids, your highs, it's all like, it hits all of those levels and it just comes out as white noise. That makes sense because I sleep with white noise and I, I, I can tune into like, oh, I can hear the low notes. I can hear the high notes. That's interesting. I never thought about it that way. All right. What is the name of the Nickelodeon show where life can get pretty crazy? One boy who has five older sisters and five younger sisters. There's Lori, Lenny, Luna, Luann, Lynn, Lucy, Lana, Lola, Lisa, Lily, and Lincoln. Those parents hate themselves. Boy, <laughs> just <laughs> it's hard enough for it's, me to know my kids' names. I, I don't and they're think all it's based different. on a true story. This is <laughs> it's oh, a shucks. fiction. It's a cartoon on Nickelodeon. Do you have any idea what the name of the show is? Uh, no idea. Take a random guess based on the theme of our show. The only show that I know that has names all the same are Ed, Ed, and Eddie, and they weren't listed. <laughs> all, all the like seven-year-olds are screaming at their car right now. My daughter's watching Nickelodeon in the other room okay. right now. I have, I have no idea. Do you want to phone a friend? I'm just kidding. It's called yeah. <laughs> The Loud House. Uh, I'd never heard of it. I could go ask my two-year-old but who's watching the show, but I don't think she'd be helpful either. <laughs> yeah, she's probably the a little, loud house. little before. All right, in Matthew 9, an official tells Jesus that his daughter has died. When Jesus arrives at the house, what does he find? I actually don't remember this from the story. So he finds her in bed and he says that she's sleeping and tells people to go away? I don't know. That Yeah, that's the part I remember too. But it says I'm, I'm not going to count it because it doesn't have anything to do with the theme. It says in verses 23-25 when Jesus arrived at the official's house and saw the flute players and the crowd who were making a commotion, he said go away. And then the girl's not dead but sleeping and they ridiculed him. When the crowd was put out he came and took her by the hand and the little girl arose. I totally missed the part of the story where there were flute players in a crowd making commotion at this dead girl's house. So now that you say it, I remember the crowd making commotion. I don't remember the flute players at all, but I want to think that that was completely unrelated for Jesus. He was just like walking by random flute players like, would y'all stop? <laughs> hey, hey, we got a dead girl here. Can you guys stop with the Celine Dion? Yeah. <laughs> I'll spell a whisper singer. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. In 1 Corinthians 13, St. Paul says, If I speak in human and angelic tongues but do not have love, what? I am a resounding gong. That is correct. Or a clashing cymbal. I'm a resounding gong or a clashing cymbal. Oh, there you go. Just making noise. I I thought you were going to play that sound effect. Well, <laughs> speaking of gong, what was the name of the amateur talent contest which started in 1976 and has 521 episodes to its credit, had many running gags, including Jean Jean the Dancing Machine, and when acts failed to meet the judge's approval, they received the show's namesake. Uh, isn't it just called The Gong Show? That is correct. Awesome. Which got me spiraled down a YouTube video watching different clips from the gong show. Very funny sketches that they had, I think. It was my style of humor, like little running gags and stuff. I, I enjoyed it. All right. In Psalm 100. Oh, this is our last question. In I Psalm think I'm doing 100. Pretty well. <laughs> in Psalm 100, it reads A Psalm of Thanksgiving, blank. 
joyfully to the Lord, all you lands. There's probably a Selah somewhere in there, but what you're looking for is sing. Ooh, there might be translations that say that. Remember the theme of our our show here? It's shout, Shout, yes. Shout joyfully to the Lord, all you lands. So... Power and majesty, praise to the king. Bonus question, that's right. (laughs) Without distorting your microphone, can you show me what a joyful shout to the Lord sounds like? Hooray! I, I think you did it. You did it. It didn't distort on my end. So I think, I think you have officially won the game and take away all the prize money. So congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, so <laughs> just let it play. Just let it ride. <laughs> just let it ride, man. <laughs> all right, Taylor, as your prize, please. Promote your stuff. What's going on in the life of Taylor Schroll these days? The two main things of the podcast, the Fourth Catholic Podcast, very similar to your show. If people like your show, they'll probably like mine. Catholicism, comedy, humor, entertainment, that sort of thing. And then also our YouTube channel. That is new. So uh, YouTube.com slash Forte Catholic. We've got uh, all kinds of stuff over there to help grow in your faith and maybe laugh a little. So people can check it out. Just do a search for Forte Catholic wherever you're looking for them or ForteCatholic.com. Thank you so much, Taylor. This was a lot of fun, and uh, keep being loud for Jesus. You got it, man. Thanks a ton. It's fun. If you have any suggestions, comments, or words of affirmation, shoot us an email, show at kylehyman.com. And until next time, remember to leave room for the Holy Spirit. So that was me absolutely crushing a game. On the internet, Father Anthony, I've played multiple games, like on yeah. people's shows, like trivia games or these sorts of things. I've been absolutely crushed over the last few months whenever I've done them. It felt mm-hmm. really good to be very good at that game. I'm not going to Good. I'm, I'm proud of you. Well, thank you very much. Don't go anywhere, guys. We'll be right back for our final segment where we're going to continue being a spicy. <laughs> Okay. We're having a lot of fun streaming, hanging out with you guys, playing some video games over on twitch.tv slash ForteCat. If you haven't checked that out yet, uh, go give us a follow. Uh, essentially, it's me playing video games. My kids are running in and out of here. It's like the podcast, but without the restraining order that I give my family during recording. So they're in and out having fun. Uh, come hang out with me, the family, while I play some video games uh, with some of your friends here, Father Anthony and some other people, uh, friends of the show. So uh, check it out, twitch.tv slash ForteCat. Back to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Schroll. That is Father Anthony Serapa. If you are not watching on the YouTubes, you are missing out because of all the things that he is doing on the screen right now and throughout the show. We just hit our 300 subscriber on YouTube. If you are not one of those 300, it means you are a nerd. So go over to YouTube, <laughs> youtube.com slash Forte Catholic so you can no longer be a nerd. Finally, at this age, insert your own age in your life. <laughs> beautiful. I am beautiful. Thank you for noticing. You can see mm-hmm. that over on youtube.com. <laughs> All right. So in our first segment, Father Anthony, we talked about um, like having a voice and having, having a, like, grow, having a platform, these sorts of things, right? Uh, growing up, I don't know this. Uh, I know a little bit. I, on a scale of one to 10, 
How would you rate yourself as an athlete while you were in junior high and high school? Um, three and a half. I, I would have. That's. I would have guessed around the same. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I. I was. I was pretty good. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. So I, you've told me. I, I, was, I was fairly decent. Uh, somebody has to tell people. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so one of the big things as an athlete growing up is that. Uh, so I. I was pretty good and i was a pretty good kid too not just in sports like i was a relatively decent person uh comparatively <laughs> to, to, sure. my team, to my teammates so often i would be either looked at as a leader on the team or actually like a captain of the team uh yeah. and usually it's the players that lead the team on the court and also lead the team off the court like in, in the locker room and making sure things are going well uh you know in the classroom that sort of thing okay so one of the bit, like I literally had coaches pull captains aside, pull leaders aside, saying like, "Hey, this is what we want to do. If you do it, other people will follow." Okay, cool. Yeah, I've had coaches pull come away and say, "Hey, look, if you do this, everybody else will follow." Uh, but also, like, you have a voice. Like, people look to you as a leader in the school. Like, share good things and use that voice well. Make sense? Yes. Okay. I, yes. So. That connects to what we were talking about earlier about like if you have a good message, it's perfectly fine to share it. And I was told as a kid, it's a good thing to share it, right? So he here's where I've seen a little bit of hypocrisy from our from our friendly Christian Christian community. Are you ready for this? And I am ready. I'm very excited to talk about this. I, I'm going. To, uh, we're we're going to notice the speck in other people's eye. And if you go on to youtube.com slash Forte Catholic, you'll see that I have a large plank protruding from my eye as well. <laughs> okay, so. I've been watching a lot of the NBA and the NBA playoffs and uh, the NBA season was cut short because of COVID. And we all know that it's been a crazy year. COVID happened. And then like, you know, there's been a lot of uh, civil unrest with, with race violence and, and violence of, of, of police against minorities. And like, we all know this, it's not, it's not news, right? right. I always want to say new news. And then I realize that's literally why it's called news. <laughs> Yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> it, it bothered me. Um, so here we are. We come to this NBA season, and the athletes in the NBA are using their voice to speak against racial injustice. Uh, it says Black Lives Matter on the court, and there are a lot of sayings that they can have on their jerseys. There's commercials about uh, about racial injustice and trying to bring equality and all these sorts of things. And yeah. I just want to give you an example. There was a, there's a list of things that they could have put on their jerseys. Uh, Black Lives Matter, vote, uh, justice, peace, equality, freedom, uh, power to the people, si se puede, liberation, hear us, respect us, love us, listen, I'm a man. I think I am a man is silly. I get the point. But can you imagine me walking around with a shirt that says I am a man? Like out well, of con out of context of this, it's pretty funny. But I, I get what they're saying. Like I'm a person yeah. too. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also like NBA players, they're like <laughs> like the most dudes that dudes can be. Like, right. It's kind of funny to me. I don't know. Just seven. <laughs> it's like seven yes, foot, I know. Three hundred pound dude. Jack guy. It's like man. yeah, I believe oh, you. I wasn't sure. Um, <laughs> mentors speak up. So there's all these things, and I've seen so many people. A lot, especially like where I live. Right. There's a lot of people who like where Christianity is Republican like that, where like that, that is put together. Conservative Christian means conservative uh, politically. Right. Mm -hmm. And I've and, and like we've talked about that before. It, I think it's kind of strange. And that's me being kind. Right. Like and I've seen so many people who are leaders 
within the Christian community saying how bad it is and boycotting the NFL and boycotting the NBA because they're t- talking about racial inequality, right? And they're talking about Black Lives Matter and they're talking about these things. And I think it is insane. <laughs> I think it's insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's funny because like, so the, the critique is like, People don't want to see that in their sports, right? They just want to use sports as an escape. But I think it's, this is really important. Like, growing up, there wasn't a lot of racial inequality where I was at because there wasn't a lot of diversity. There just wasn't. So it's not a question that I, growing up, even had to deal with that much. And the thing is, like, if people are getting annoyed by this message, well, it's because they've had the luxury of being able to ignore it for so long. It doesn't mean they're, they're bad people. But like if you if you feel like annoyed by all of this news about racial inequality, well, there's people who have to like live it and have to have and have had to have lived it their entire lives. So you being annoyed by it, that's part of the message to realize that this is something that you can escape from. But other people's can't other people can't. So like, yeah, of course. Yeah. And being challenged by it. And I think, yeah, like I think my only like I'm not I don't usually give advice on this show, but I think my advice to everybody right now, myself included is anything that is bothering you like that. I'm using this as an example, but anything with COVID, uh, racial injustice, uh, your school, like, I mean, everything that's a hot button issue right now, just take a step back, take yeah. a step back. Because if I was like, I, I'm not able to do as you, you guys talked about this in clerically speaking, you're not able to have a conversation with everybody that's listening. But if I could sit down and have a conversation with anybody who was upset or boycotting the NFL or NBA for their players using their voices for change, uh, for what I think is good. I don't want, I don't think black people should be being killed by cops anymore. I like that or ever, but especially anymore. Right? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, if, if you sit down and look at it, like how can you be against players wearing words like justice and peace and equality and freedom? Like those are our words. <laughs> si se puede. Yeah. Our words. Like our, one of our saints said that as, as he was dying, like uh, respect us, hear us, love us, listen to us. Like, I mean, even the one that I think people can get really hung up on, like black lives matter. It's like, you can, like you, it's perfectly fine. You can be against the organization because there's an organization called black lives matter. I don't agree with everything that they're doing either, but right. do black lives matter. <laughs> yes. Like, why are you so bothered by <laughs> yeah, this? Yeah. Like, okay. And like, this is, this is one of these things. Like people will say, uh, well, why don't you say all lives matter? And it's like, okay, but think about this. If you're a Catholic and you've been pro-life, good, because you're supposed to be because you're Catholic and pro-life. Sometimes Catholics get annoyed when people say, it's like, okay, you all you talk about is abortion. Why don't you talk about the death penalty and euthanasia? And all those are important issues. But sometimes to say something clearly, you have to say only one thing. Like, you need to emphasize one thing. You're not saying It's not saying that you're discarding the rest of the things, but this is the preeminent issue right now. You know, for Catholics, it is, you know, the, the greatest sin against life right now is abortion. Now, there's a bunch of other sins against life as well, but this is one that we focus on. It's sort of the same thing with Black Lives Matter. Yes, of course, all lives matter. But in order to say something powerfully, sometimes you have to say just one thing. And I will say this. I will say this. Like, if some people, I think, have talked about, like, hypocrisy in the NBA. Because I don't know if you remember, you probably know this story better than I do, when everything blew up about uh, Beijing and China and how none of the NBA players said anything about that because they weren't allowed to. And like they're they have concentration camps in China, like for Muslims, like terrible things are happening in China. But they couldn't say about that because of the money or whatever else. Like if you want to say that was that's hypocrisy and that's a lack of bravery. I agree with that. Absolutely. And I think it's a fair critique. That all being said, saying something important about this other issue is still a good thing to do. And I think you can like have both of those things in tension and be OK with that. Yeah. And, and like, here's the thing is like. 
what what do most people stand for? We can't all stand for everything. Like or like actively promote everything, right? Like we we can't. Sure. And and here's the thing when it comes to the NBA. I, I, to my knowledge, there is one active player from all of Asia in the NBA. To my knowledge, I th- there might be more, but I think there's just one. So that issue didn't really hit home for a lot of NBA players because most NBA players are African American. Sure. Uh, this issue th- is them. They see. They literally see themselves. Uh, so, some of them said it could have been me. Others said that they have been in situations like that and barely lived. That you know, George Floyd could have been me, or this could have been me. Like all all right. these things, right? Where that issue hit m- home for more people. So that's. I think that's one reason right uh but that we can't all like like you were saying with abortion it's like i can't I, I can't go up against everything i can't attack everything um right. but other people's other people's like that's their job pro-life ministry is their job i don't talk about it a ton i am i am anti-abortion i don't talk about it all the time because there are <laughs> yeah. literally other people that are doing that and that's not my, my calling in life uh but then also uh like okay maybe the nba made a mistake but it's like during all of this you know i said this in in our in our black lives matter episode like right after george floyd it's like uh, Colin Cowherd, my favorite sports analyst. He's uh, he's been saying this whole time. Like we can't expect perfection if we want growth. We want everybody to grow. We want everybody to be more loving, better. We want equality. All of these things, right? We can't expect perfection on that. We're going to mess up, just like we were talking about in the in the first segment. If you're striving for good things, you're going to mess up, and we can't expect perfection. We just want growth and for people to continue becoming uh, better. Uh, so. Uh, that that bothered me, and as it was bothering me, uh, these these guys have been in a bubble, like literally because of COVID, by themselves for two months. Uh, so I want to I want to kind of end with a, with a positive story. And there's uh, there's one player for the Toronto Raptors who won the who won the championship last year. Uh, our, our good friends in Canada, <laughs> shout out to Father Harrison. Um, <laughs> but there, there's this little kid he hadn't seen his kids. He, had, he I think is a three year old and a one year old. He hadn't seen his, his kids in two months because he's been. Yeah stuck in the bubble. They finally let, you know, a couple of family members come in. His three-year-old sees dad at, at the end, at the end of the, ho- of the hotel corridor and just daddy and sprints down the corridor and goes yeah. and hugs dad and dad's super happy. And the daughter's super happy. The one-year-old kind of looks at dad for a second and is like, Oh, that's dad. It gets all, he gets all, it took him a second, you know? Uh, Cause you know, he's been gone for uh, one sixth of his life. You know? like, sure, yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So uh, I-, I saw that. And I was like, man, uh, you know, we've been talking about, we talked, we talked about sheep a second ago, you know, like the sheep know the master's voice. Like she saw dad, she heard dad's voice and she sprinted to him. Uh, the son, it took a second, you know, like, but like eventually knew that it was dad. So like my encouragement is like, if you've been, if you've been away from God during this COVID, like during all of this, you know, we've had lack of lack of sacraments, lack of, I mean, and then we've all been stressed out. Your prayer life might've changed, like all that stuff. I I think there's a lot of people, (laughs) I think most people have struggled spiritually over the last few months, right? Uh, Even if it's been two months, if it's been six, whatever it is, um, that dad was so excited to see his kids, um, both the daughter and the son. And I I just want that reaction. Uh, I I know that that is the reaction God's going to give us when we return. Can I get an amen? Amen. That is our show for the day, Father Anthony. Thanks for being here. And uh, uh, it, do you need to eat those tums? Was it a little too spicy or are we good? No, that was fine. That was fine. <laughs> okay, good. Well, I felt like <laughs> yeah. I couldn't put together a full sentence, but I hope that it came across well. <laughs> but I think I sounded great. So there you go. Well, that's all that matters is you looking better than me because uh, mm-hmm. it so rarely happens. That's our show. I'm Taylor Schroll. I'll be back next week. Say it. Say it.